Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's good, Rush Nation? Welcome to episode 67 of the College Pod. And if you are watching Monday night, you should be. I told you to last week. My man's back. Ash is back after feeling unwell last week. He has still got a little bit of a sniffle, so that is picked up on the mic. We apologise, but it's more important that he's here than getting better, if you ask me. Mate, how you doing? How you feeling? Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, like you say, I still still got a little bit of the sniffles, but it is getting better, and I'm hoping it's going to be gone by Friday as I'm away again this weekend. So it needs to be gone. But I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling better. <laughs> Good stuff. Where Where are you going this weekend? I feel like you're uh, everywhere this year. You now COVID restrictions are lifted. Ash is making the most of 2021. Yeah, September is a busy month for me. To be fair, um, I am. Uh, in, um, I'm going Burnham on Sea um, with there's about twelve of us going. We've uh, like rented a cottage, so it's nice, nice long weekend back on Wednesday, I think. So <laughs> long, extra long weekend. Ash, Ash doesn't know when he's back, so um, we, we we definitely haven't got him next week. One of the boys, Jordan, I think is going to jump on in your place, Ash. So we managed we managed to find cover this week. Admittedly, it was slightly longer notice than than last week. If couple of bits of admin, Rush Nation. If you are watching, which currently there is people, then you may notice that, well, you should notice that I don't have a hat on. I think this is possibly the first podcast I've ever done without a hat. It's warm in my current studio slash living quarters behind me, if you're watching. Um, so yeah, you've got the privilege. Well done. Congratulations if you're seeing me. Second of all, for the next four shows, Five Yard College is going to be available on the Five Yard Rush podcast channel and then after those four so it's going to be available on both and then after those four shows we are going to be moving across to the five yard channel it just makes a bit more sense admin wise for us for them keeping it all in one place don't worry eventually college will be back on its own channel so if you like the exclusivity of that apologies but it makes sense for everybody for us to just slide over there for a bit and and, and and really, Rush Nation, if I whisper into the mic, take advantage of their crowd. But anyway, you know, the, 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 that's here or there between. Ash, you were away last weekend. So again, you didn't catch too much college ball. There's some Ohio State news we're going to get to, which is peculiar to say the least. We, we do have to start the show by saying if you are in the market for a male grooming trimmer, then we've got you covered. We are sponsored by Manscaped. So if you are looking for a, I don't know, if you're looking to get sort of Christmas ready now, I suppose, we, autumn is most definitely here. The nights are drawing in. That doesn't mean you shouldn't keep your body hair in shape. Head over to Manscaped. 
Use the code 5YARD for 20% off your product and free worldwide, global, international, the whole 360 degrees of Earth. We've got you covered for free shipping. That is 5YARD, all capitals, over at manscaped.com. It's time to get yourself game ready because football is back. I mean, it's back. It's been back for four weeks. Ash, Ash we, we're, as, as you can see from the title, chaos reigns supreme in week four of college football. There were some absolutely ridiculous results. Have you seen any at all or are we flying completely blind today? No, no, I've, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen a few. Um, I, I've caught majority of the, the scores and paid attention to uh, some of the games in particular. Um, so I'm not, I'm not completely blind, fortunately. Uh, it was a, it was one of those mad rush days today where I wanted to make sure I caught up on as much as I could uh, for, for both, not just for this, but just because I don't like not knowing what's going on in college football. So it's, um, it's, it's, I suppose, considering you are a Steelers fan, everybody listening to this should know it, it, it takes away a little bit from that right now. I mean, there's nothing better than seeing Big Ben throw a six-yard pass and fall over in the process of doing so. But we, we'll slide on past the NFL. We're not here for that. We'll, uh... Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's... We, uh, we, we didn't know where to go with today's episode whether to cover some showdown or to do some ap rankings and ash in his infinite wisdom decided that showdown would be next week and i think that's probably a good decision because then i will be above 500 and i will be coming for the crown once again and you won't be here ash for me to for me to goad into a bit of baiting that's true. I won't be. I, I, I'll try and get onto the. Uh, I'll try and get onto the live stream though, just so I can fr- <laughs> throw some insults while you and Jordan are talking. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't actually seen the final standings for this week, but I know I am now two and two, which is much better than the zero and two start I started with. So we'll slide over from the showdown to the news. We'll start with Georgia Southern, and they have fired head coach Chad Lunsford after a 1-3 and three start to the season, including blowout losses to Florida Atlantic and Louisiana. Lunsford took over in 2017 and leaves Georgia Southern with a 28-21 and 21 record. So he was above 500, Ash, but Georgia Southern felt that it was time to move on. Yeah, they've not, they've not really been competitive uh, so far this year, and I think there might have been a bit more of an expectation on them. Um, they were slowly... They've always been one of those teams, just sort of, just sort of there, thereabouts. But um, I think they, they, the time was up for Lunsford. The two of the games, uh, Louisiana, where they were blown out, probably not that surprising. But the Florida Atlantic blowout was probably um, potentially his nail in the coffin. And then I think the loss this week, they just decided that that was it. Let's let's just move on. Both parties move on, and Georgia Southern are now looking for a new head coach. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Ohio State. They have dismissed linebacker Kavorn Pope after the senior quit mid-game in Saturday's victory over Akron. He was replaced in a substitution package in the first half and then threw his gloves into the crowd, started to remove his jersey, which led to Ohio State staff taking him to the locker room. He then sent out a number of tweets which were too explicit for us to mention on the podcast, although funnily, Ash... He misspelled a couple of words, which was was fairly interesting. I mean, you know, he's a fourth-year player now, right, Pope? And he was probably getting after Akron and didn't want to be substituted being his last year of football. So you can understand his frustration, but this is quite quite the move after being substituted. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, he was as soon as it happened, he was being quite animated on the sideline, and the the commentators even picked up on it as well when he was being ushered back to the the changing room. As you say, he then sent out two tweets. The, the first one, he say a little bit of a misspelling. He put "good luck to my teammates," L U C C, and then yeah, the second one that he has since deleted and apologised for. He uh, <laughs> he said "f Ohio State," um, and then Ryan Day said that he was he would be picking up with him the uh, the next day. Pope has since come out and said he let his emotions get the better of him, but yeah, they've they've uh, they, they've had enough, and on a defense that's already. Uh, not, I wouldn't say struggling, but they are not doing as well as people would hope. He was more of a depth piece, but we've now lost that depth piece on the program. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be an interesting time for the Ohio defense because they haven't really looked great at all this season. Obviously, Oregon they they were they were bowled over through the whole game. Um, last week against Tulsa, they really struggled in the passing in the passing game, defending the pass. And yeah, now this Pope Pope has gone, and in what was a a, a, a solid victory for Ohio State, it was, mm-hmm. it was. But even in the first drive, um, Akron scored on the first drive, and and Ohio State's defense looked a suspect then. And I'm, I'm sure some people in the crowd and at home were a bit antsy, but that didn't last very long. They did manage to shut it down, but then it, it, it is Akron, so what do you expect? <laughs> but yeah, another another thing to overshadow Ohio State at the moment, and I think it's going to be one of those seasons for them. Yeah, the headlines are all all the wrong thing at the moment, aren't they? Whether it be poor performance or player antics, or it's just it's not the way we thought it was going to go for the Buckeyes this season. That's for sure. Now on to some sad news. Utah cornerback Aaron Lowe was shot and killed at a house party on Sunday morning. Lowe was playing in his third campaign with the Utes and was mainly featured on special teams. He had tallied three tackles in as many contests this season and he appeared in 11 games as a freshman in 2019. The Texas native was the first ever recipient of the Ty Jordan Memorial Scholarship, which is an award created to honour the former Utah running back who died following an accidental shooting in December 2020. Lowe honoured his former friend and teammate by switching his jersey number from 2 to 22. So all in all, Ash, this story is is pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is. We seem to be mentioning something like this every week, which is obviously is horrible, but we need to we need to get out there. These young, young lads losing their lives and it's a horrible, it's a horrible thing to happen. And Obviously, we wished his family and, and friends our, our thoughts and prayers. But yeah, young lad, talented, talented cornerback. And yeah, life taken away too early. Absolutely. Staying staying with Utah, the, uh, Utah have announced that Charlie Brewer has left the program after just three games. Brewer joined the Utes this year after spending four seasons with Baylor, who are currently 4-0. So... Make of that what you will. Brewer leaves, Baylor of 4-0, and now he's left Utah. He was benched in last week's game against San Diego State, Ash, and Cam Rising is now the starting quarterback in Utah. There is a bit of hype behind Cam Rising. Is is this just Charlie Brewer is perhaps? Because he's the thing with leaving now is this is his last season to do anything production-wise before the NFL came knocking, possibly. So he's not helped his cause by by leaving because he's now got to go to a team and learn a new playbook if there is indeed a team out there in the transfer portal looking for him. But then secondly, if he stayed at Utah behind 
uh, Cam Rising, then he's just going to be perhaps treading water until the the NFL possibly came knocking in the draft. So it was un- it was unusual that Charlie Brewer didn't stay and fight for his job when time is of the essence for the lad. Yeah, definitely. I think, to be honest, the writing's probably been on the wall for a couple of weeks. As you say, he got benched last week, but it, since he has joined Utah in, in, the, in the three games that he was involved in, he just hasn't looked... He hasn't looked good. The 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 offense was stagnant at times when he was under center. They made that decision to bench him last week. He's he's obviously now called time on it. And you're right. He's uh, I I understand the decision from a personal point of view because as you say, it's going to be unlikely unless Rising really struggles that 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 Brewer would get another chance. And I believe they've got I can't remember his name, but they've got a freshman there as well who is now the backup and 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 will probably have gotten a chance before Brewer did again, but. As you say, he's um, he's now in a situation where he's got to go and find another program, whether that's another um, Power Five program or non-Power Five, or even an FCS program. He could he could drop down that route. It's it's probably done. This is it now for him. I'd say he he probably will land on a program, but I can't see him being a starter anywhere. And I think this could be uh, the end of uh, um, Brewer's story. Yeah, and I mean, considering he transferred, we were fairly excited about Utah's prospects this season with new quarterback in Charlie Brewer and some of the playmakers they've got there as well. We we thought that Utah perhaps were going to be a big mover this season. Then they get blown out by BYU. They lose the following week, and it's just it's just not gone well for Utah at all. Yeah, cat catalog of errors for them. Obviously, they did get the win against Washington State this week, so. Hopefully this is the uh, the term for them. Rising can perform, but I mean he didn't look he didn't look great in that victory. Um, I think he got just just over 130 yards and uh, maybe a 50 percent completion, something like that. Just over. Uh, I saw the highlights of that one. He, he just he doesn't look fantastic, but he wasn't making any that many errors. So if they can get uh, if they can get behind him, they're going to be they're going to be relying a lot on um, Pledger, the running back, TJ Pledger. I think the gate a lot of the offense is gonna is gonna continue to be to be pushed through him. Um but yeah, it remains to be seen what exactly Utah can do for the rest of the year. But hopefully this is the uh, the turning point for them. it's it's gonna be I just think that the 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 way college football is is playing right now, and you know, everyone says expect the unexpected, but the ex- unexpected almost is expected. Do you know what I mean? It's so bizarre that this sort of news for Charlie Brewer or Utah or all the news that we shouldn't be hearing is almost just general news at the moment, isn't it? It's it's such a peculiar start to the season, which leads us nicely into Injury Corner. I mean, no, we shouldn't ever nicely get into Injury Corner because no injury is ever nice, but... There just seems to be loads of injuries this season, Ash, and it's it's big names as well. We'll get to Clemson in a little bit, but we'll start with Texas Tech's quarterback. Now, is this Tyler Shuck, or have I got that wrong? I, th- I think it is pronounced Shuck, yeah. Yeah, okay. So Texas Tech quarterback Tyler Shuck is expected to miss at least six weeks after breaking his collarbone <laughs> in the loss to Texas on Saturday. I don't know if that had anything to do with the blowout by Texas, Ash. I'm not sure when that was. I haven't seen the highlights of that game yet, so I don't know at what point of the game that was, but Texas were balling. It's absolutely destroying Texas Tech, which 
you know, Steve Sarkeesian obviously saw coming, but but we certainly didn't. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a real shame for for Shup to be honest, because this was his t- chance. After it didn't go exactly as planned in in Oregon, a lot of expectation on him as a high um, recruit from high school, and there was a lot of expectation. And, and he started the year quite well. This is that this this Texas Tech this Texas loss was their first loss of the season. Shuck was was playing was playing pretty well. Um, it's a big it's a big loss for them. Um, I don't I can't remember. What, I can't remember when he went down. Um, I can't. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it was. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a. It was a great victory by Texas, and since that Louisiana game, they are right back on people. Everyone talking about them again. Um, so we have to watch them. The, Xavier Worthy, the the freshman wide receiver, is an absolute monster. I think he had another hundred yards and. Shh, <laughs> Three touchdowns. <laughs> Don't tell people until waivers have processed in the uh, showdown. Ah, uh, too too late, too late. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're they're looking great, and as I say, it's a real shame for Shuck. He's he's obviously missing a a big portion of the season now, and it's gonna uh, it's not gonna do his confidence any good, unfortunately. But let's hope yeah. he recovers and comes back. Yeah, so. absolutely. We, we will talk about Texas in a minute. But you waivers processed, Ash. Where who got worthy? Do you know? In the showdown. Yeah. One sec, I will tell you. Thanks. I will. Uh, I'll lead you into my question before we we move on to the next injury. With Texas blowing out Texas Tech and Oklahoma needing a last minute field goal to win at the weekend. Why are you laughing? Did I get him? Yeah. Yes, get him. <laughs> um, see, this is the only. This is what you get on the video content, Rush Nation. You'll see Ash laughing because he knows I got. Worthy, who's an absolute beast, like I said. So, marvellous stuff. Um, Back to Oklahoma, Texas, with the Big 12 now, Ash. Who, who do you think is number one in the Big 12? Obviously, Texas have got the loss, but Oklahoma, they win, yeah, they're 4-0, and but the way they have won is utterly unconvincing. Yeah, they aren't. Their offense in particular are really not looking that impressive, are they? Um, And it, I'd still say they have it. it uh, but it's going to be a very, very interesting game when these two meet in two weeks' time. So Oklahoma have got Kansas State this weekend uh, come in. Texas have got TCU, and then they face each, face off against each other on the 9th next Saturday. So that's going to be a massive game. And you can't forget, Bay- Baylor and uh, Oklahoma State are, uh, are also still unbeaten. So... Yeah. There's a uh, there's there's a lot of competition in the Big Twelve. I think it is it is it, it, it's out of Texas and Oklahoma at, at the moment, but these these games against because I'm pretty sure they all play each other um, still still this this year. Isn't that one of the good things about the Big Twelve? There's enough teams for a round robin that everybody plays everybody. Yeah, yeah, and Oklahoma and Baylor, Oklahoma State and Baylor are playing this weekend, I believe. Yeah, they're playing this weekend. So one of them are going to lose their perfect record. Uh, and of course, um, yeah, then next week we've got that Texas-Oklahoma game. So I would still give the edge to Oklahoma at this stage, but they have got to improve on their offense. It's it's just not performing how people expected and how they should be performing. Yeah, and we saw that in the game when the fans were calling for the freshman quarterback. I mean, it's it's a pretty sour thing to do at home to to call for the freshman quarterback over Spencer Rattler when 
Spencer Rattler isn't looking like the player we thought he would be, but I mean, this is what his second year, Ash. Yeah, second year. So he's, he could still be developing, and perhaps he isn't the player we thought he was. But to to scream for the freshman quarterback at home is, and you could tell in the in the pregame interview with Rattler that he, he said, "I didn't even hear it. You know, I phased it out. We got on with it." But you could see he was visibly annoyed by the. And, and and rightly so. I mean, yeah, he's not been good, but they are four and zero. So, we move on to another big team, Clemson, who the, the weekend went from bad to worst after they announced that starting defensive tackle Brian Breezy will miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL in the loss to NC State. Freshman running back Will Shipley also got knocked out of the game with a knee injury, and that looked bad at the time. But Ashley Britton here to miss only three to four weeks, so not as bad as perhaps perceived. And then linebacker James Skowski also went down injured, but it looks like now he'll be ready for next week. But those are three big names who perhaps might be limited when they come back, or in, in the case of Briggsy and Shipley out for the season and the weeks. This this Clemson team needs everybody to be performing and that certainly isn't happening. And with these names out, it's just, it's, it's, it's getting worse and worse for Clemson. Yeah, it really is. And Skowski and Breezy are their two leaders of this defence. So losing both of those in that game was massive. Obviously, the linebacker, as we say, is looking like he's going to be ready next week. Um, he might he might miss next week, but he's, he's not out long term. Obviously, Breezy's out. Breezy's out for the year now, which is a big shame for him because he went back for the one last year before the NFL and he's a highly rated defensive tackle this year It was next year's draft. So that's a massive blow for, for him personally in his in his draft stock. Um, and obviously Shipley, the re- the freshman running back, has is, is looked quite good. There's, there's a lot of expectation on him um, and he has he's had moments when he's been given the chance for Clemson. But yeah, they... I don't, they're very interesting times for them. I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably go into a bit more detail on them later, but yeah, it's uh, interesting. Shipley was pretty much given the reins to the starting role as running back for Clemson after their veteran... Oh man, his name... He joined the transfer portal last week. His name has escaped me, but Shipley got given the keys to the kingdom almost. The veteran left for the transfer portal and then Dabo's just said in... in after the game, he said, you know, it's, we'll, we'll roll with who we've got. But there certainly isn't a Travis Etienne knocking about for them to drag into the mix right now. And yeah, Clemson, we'll talk about them in a bit and with the ACC cover. But good gosh, the ACC is a whole load of hot trash right now. Derek Stingley was ruled out before LSU's game against Mississippi State on Saturday with a foot injury. Stingley suffered the injury in training and there are reports that he could be silent for an extended period. So another star defender out for an extended period, Ash. Yeah, they haven't exact, They haven't disclosed exactly how long, but at the moment the reports are saying it could be keeping him out for several games. So... Yeah, another another big time defender missing for for a number of weeks, and as you said earlier, this season is is wild already, and we're, we're all these big names, especially for this upcoming draft, it, all these big names that are dropping out is crazy, and yeah, LSU probably needed probably needs Stingley. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean they. I think they won on the weekend, uh, but only just. But yeah, Stingley's going to be a massive blow for them. 
for the for the however long he's out for. We we just don't know at the moment. Yeah. So podcast favorite USC quarterback Jackson Dart, who did step in for the injured Keaton Slovis and impressed last week, is himself now going to be on the sideline for an extended period of time after undergoing surgery to repair his meniscus, which he injured in the second quarter of the Washington State game last week. Fortunately for USC, Keaton Slovis was back under center this weekend for the Oregon State game. They lost that, though, didn't they, USC? They got beaten by Oregon State. 45-20-something, Ash? Uh, sorry? Oh, come you, on. No. <laughs> I'm back here. I'm up against the wall. Yeah, we'll USC. Get... Yeah, sorry, USC. Yeah, they lost They lost 45-27 to oh, um, Oregon State. Nearly. I nearly guessed yeah. that. Um, and that, that closes injury corner. So we, we should slide over now to the AP rankings. Alabama are still one. How do we do this, Ash? I'm new to the AP rankings in this world. How have you and Tom done it in the past? We have gone through the... So we started at the bottom. We did five each. So 25 to, to, to 21 and then so on and so forth. A little bit of chat on, on where they are. And I've made a couple of notes on, on, on what I think. But do you want me to get started with 25 to 21? Please do. Cool. Well, at 25 is... <laughs> Clemson, who we were just speaking about, and to be honest, I would say they're probably quite lucky to be there. Um, they they dropped sixteen places, uh, rightly so, after losing to NC State. They've now got two losses on their on their on their on on them already this year. This is the first time that Clemson have been outside the top ten since October twenty fifteen, um, and I think it's the first time in thirty or something games. That uh, maybe even more actually that they've lost um, that that they've lost to a an unranked opponent at the time. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they're quite lucky to be in still in there. They're probably on it on name more than anything. Yeah, I I, I covered it in the ACC review. You know, they've only scored seventeen points in the, prior to this week. They'd only scored seventeen points in the two games before that, and then that the scoreline in this week is flattering because there was two overtimes. So if you take out the overtimes, they'd only scored 14 points. And it's it's a whole world of trouble at Clemson right now. Yeah, definitely. It is not looking good. At 24 is Wake Forest. 23 is NC State, who are new to the rankings this week after beating the aforementioned Clemson. Alabama, uh, Auburn come in at 22, <laughs> not Alabama. Be, that, that would be, be crazy. Yeah, no. The other SEC team beginning with an A, Auburn come in at 22. And Baylor are at 21 after their 4-0 start, which Stocks mentioned earlier. Yeah, Auburn's interesting at 22 with Bo Nix being benched this week. I don't know if that was due to injury or was he playing terribly? I'll be honest. I couldn't tell you on the Auburn game. I haven't. I haven't been able to see that uh, that one yet. Um, I know that he got benched, but I don't know if it was um, injury related or if they just decided to to put him on the bench. Looking at the um, news, he was benched. He wasn't hurt. He was just benched for for Finley. So that's not that surprising, considering how. He was playing, looking at the stat sheet, and yeah, bit bit of a different to the. Uh, I mean, we said this a couple of weeks ago where, that they had their their 
cupcake start to the year that he was putting up all sorts of numbers and these next few games were going to decide what sort of Bonix we we're going to see this year and this game has just showed you exactly what Bonix is well welcome back to planet earth my friend <laughs> in at 20 we have ucla 19 oklahoma state again they are unbeaten so they could climb a slightly higher if they stay unbeaten this week then at 18 fresno state 17 Michigan State and 16 Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, 16 Coastal Carolina. They are they're sort of the sort of unspoken team, aren't they? They're just there at 16 and they're never really mentioned or anything like that. No, same as last year. They were unbeaten for uh, pretty much the whole year. And they've never really got a never really got a, a shout. And it's it's a shame, I think. Grant, Grant McCall, the, the quarterback there, is doing a, a fantastic job. Uh, sorry, not Grant, Grayson McCall um, is doing a fantastic job there. They absolutely smashed Massachusetts this week. Um, they're, they're a well-run team. They are organised. They've got some quality players on the offence. Grayson McCall, the, the quarterback. Isaiah Likely, the tight end. And the wide receiver, Javon Healy, I think his name is. Um, just, just those three on their own are phenomenal talents. And then you've got the the, the defence that's playing well as a unit. And they obviously have the the misfortune of of being one of those power five, but one of those group of five teams. They're in the Sunbelt League, which is not always looked upon in the best light compared to some of the other group of fives, but they they need some respect. They have been a solid team for a number of years now. They're top of the Sunbelt. They're 4-0. They obviously put they put UMass out this week. They, they, they beat Kansas the week before, who are a power five team. Yes, enough to shout about. Still a power five team. They beat Buffalo away, who last year were in it were a great team. Sorry, that was last week. It was Kansas the week before. They need to once they start playing some big teams, and I think they've got they've got App State on their schedule, which is going to be a big one for them. Because um, obviously they have two Sun Belt teams. But look, looking at their schedule again this year, they've not really got anyone there that that you can go. Yeah, if they beat them, they're going to be a they're going to that's a statement victory, which is unfortunately. The similar to last year is where they fall down in the rankings and don't get a great deal of attention because they're not playing those those big high end teams that if they did see them over, then they then they could be talked about. But yeah, they uh, they they deserve a bit more respect. And I think sixteen is 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 a is a good position for them. Maybe you could argue slightly higher with some of the teams that are above them, but I think overall the top the top sort of fourteen fifteen upwards it is pretty it's pretty understandable considering um considering the teams that are there come on come on big 12 get coastal carolina and boise in there as well make it make it for uh 16 teams of Mavis. Oh, yeah that would be unbelievable maybe not boise anymore they're not they're they haven't they haven't done too well this year but definitely coastal coastal carolina is 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 a prime team that, that deserve to be in consideration to move into the power five at number 15 is Texas A&M, who, of course, suffered the loss this week to Arkansas, who we'll get onto in a bit. At 14 is Michigan. BYU continue to impress are at 13. 12 is Ole Miss, who have a very tasty matchup next week against the number one ranked team, Alabama, who stops, as already mentioned. <laughs> Sorry. I think we know where that's going to go, but... 
it's still no, going to no, be no. Do you not? Do you not think? No. Well, you look at you look at what Florida did to the Bama defense, right? It, Alabama raced out to that twenty-one-three lead and a bit shell-shocked, possibly, and then Florida clawed it back. Ole Miss and Lane Lane Kiffin does not give a hoot about Bama, or. And he's the only guy who's going to stand up in it. One of the only guys. He's just going to go and play ball the way they almost do. And man, if if they can go to into Alabama, or, or I don't actually know where it is. But if they when they face Alabama, if they can start the way Florida finished, they've got the firepower to trouble Bama. And it's, we could see Bama turn up in that game and just put a big fat. Roll tide branding mark on on Ole Miss, and that'd be done. That'd be them finished one forevermore. But if there's a team that's going to beat Bama after that Florida scare, Ole Miss are one of them, if not the top team for me. Yeah, definitely. If they're Ole Miss are at home as well, um, Matt Corral is on fire at the minute, and I think he's probably the uh, he is making a claim for that that top that top spot. Uh, with the with the quarterbacks in this draft class around him really not uh, performing well, but no, I mean, yeah, you could, yeah, you you, you could you could be onto something there, and and I hope you are. I'd love to, I'd love to see someone someone finally topple Alabama, and as you say, if any if anyone's gonna, Ole Miss have got the have got the got the weapons this year. Is that this week or is it the next week? So two weeks. Uh, that no, it's this week. Yeah, this week. Ash, do me a favour. Find out what the spread is on that game, please. I will. I can't, I can't do it now. I, my phone is my webcam. My computer is <laughs> got one screen, whereas I know you're sitting in front of the Star Trek Enterprise there and, and you can find out the spread. I mean, have you finished your five or are we missing one? No, we are missing one. Ohio State were at 11, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> well, I think, I think no, you know, no. we, we should. Is... 11 fair in your opinion yes yeah after the loss to oregon um and yes they've won the other three games um but the the, the defenses are still a concern um cj stroud is is a freshman quarterback and you can see that he's still trying to learn the game obviously he was rested this week and uh mccord and uh, miller mainly mccord but mccord and miller stepped in in uh in relief while they gave him a rest the offense is looking is looking good. Uh, the running backs are all incredible. We spent I, I put in the thing last week about Henderson. I think he's been an absolute sensation, which everyone expected. He was a top ranked yeah. running back in this recruitment class for a reason. But you've also got Mayan Williams, who was a freshman last year, technically still a freshman this year because of the whole um, extra year. He's looking good. Master Teague had a great game this weekend, so he's still in the mix. <laughs> We know we know the plethora of wide receivers they've got. And when we get to Bama in a bit, I'll be speaking about a wide receiver that used to be at Ohio State. And then you but you can see why he's not because of what we got. But yeah, eleven is fair at this stage. I, I couldn't I I can't really look at the top ten and say any of those teams Ohio State should be above them at the moment, realistically. So, yeah, it is fair. And just quickly going back to Ole Miss and Alabama, the spread is Alabama minus 19. No uh, with, uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, God. That's yeah. unbelievable. 
depending where you look, so it's between it's between sixteen point five and nineteen is the spread. No, nobody's going to offer three. Nobody's going to get to twenty-one on that unless there's some serious hype built. But if it gets to twenty-one, I'm punching that ticket. No, I can't. I, I can't see Alabama outscoring Ole Miss by three touchdowns or even uh, two and a kick. I mean, be very surprised. Be I might very have a look surprised. at that ticket once I get off the line, Ash. I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> yeah, don't don't blame you. Over unders at seventy-seven point five points. That's probably fair considering these two offenses. Yeah, that's true. I don't mind that at all either. Right, at 10, we've got the Florida Gators. Nine, Notre Dame. Eight, Arkansas. Seven, Cincinnati. And my last one, Oklahoma at six. This is... Go on. No, uh, well, <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm surprised we haven't had more people comment about the way you say Arkansas. What? what? But it says Arkansas on the thing. <laughs> It's, I know, but they pronounce it Arkansas, don't they? Is that is that correct? It is correct, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I wonder yeah. why that is. Don't know. Maybe we should get an American on to explain it. So is that the way Arkansas is written everywhere? Yes. Yeah. Every day is a school day, Rush Nation. I didn't know that. I thought Arkansas was in Arkansas. No, no. It's just, yeah, it's just... Yeah. Listen, if you are currently listening from Arkansas, I apologise. I hold my hand up. It's a terrible mistake and I will never do it again. In at eight, Arkansas. Cincinnati at seven, Oklahoma at six. I think Cincinnati should be above Oklahoma. I think they are a better team. I, yeah. No, I would say... Go on. I would say Cincinnati deserve to be fifth. I would put them above Iowa as well. Um, I think Iowa... They they are on they they've they've won I think they've won all four games and I'm fairly confident but they they don't look phenomenal and I think again Cincinnati are another one of those teams that unfortunately are overlooked at times um, because of the fact they're not a power five and they didn't play this week I don't believe I think they had a week off this week which of course also didn't help they may well have been number five or I don't. I don't. Uh, they could have even been if they'd have if they'd have won convincingly. If they had played this week and won convincingly, they could have been four because I think that number four spot is is up for grabs. Out of, I'd say, down to Notre Dame at the moment. I, you could probably include Florida and Ohio State in there with the one loss. They they are probably still in that conversation as are Ole Miss, but definitely four to nine any one of those teams could well be sat at number four. Um, but Cincinnati, again, they they have that stigma that they are not a Power 5 team. Their schedule is not as enticing as the, the Power 5. However, next week is Notre Dame versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati are at home. That's a massive matchup. If Cincinnati can win that game, they are in with a real shout of being in four. They beat Indiana last week, who are a good Big Ten team. They beat 
uh, I think that's the only real, that's the only one they beat this year so far. But they, they've got Notre Dame next week. They still got to play UCF. They've got Tulsa, SMU. They've got some, they're the, the conference that they are in is a very competitive conference. And for them to be the top dog in that conference is no, is no, is no mean feat. And I think they deserve to be definitely at seven. And in my opinion, at the moment, I would put them in five. And if they win next week, I don't, it doesn't matter what number four does. I would put them in, I would put them in at four. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... There's some big, big games this week. As we get into the the top five, there's there's some teams there that have got some big time games this week. Ash, let's rattle off the five and then talk about how that could change. Yeah. So at number five, we've got Iowa. At at four, we have got Penn State. At three is Oregon, and then rounding off the top is number two Georgia and of course Bama are number one I think obviously we discussed Iowa a bit then I think that they are they are right rightly so in the top uh, top end of the rankings but personally I would have Cincinnati maybe maybe Arkansas above them as well with the way that with the way that they've been playing but you can't take away from Iowa the, the, the start that they've had, despite the fact they've not looked lights out. Penn State, they are really making a mentor last year so far, aren't they? I think they've been they've they've had an incredible start and that number four is uh is shows it. Um it, it's interesting that they, they get moved into number four when they played Villa Villanova this week, but of course, they obviously took out Wisconsin, who were a ranked team a few weeks ago. They beat Auburn last week. Um, they beat a, a good Ball State team from last year. Ball State don't look great this year, but but they've still got some good players. They've got a tricky schedule coming up as well. So I'd be surprised if we if they if they can keep this number four spot because they've got Indiana next week. I expect them to win that. They then play Iowa, which could be a massive game if both Penn State and Iowa win next week. That's going to be a huge game in two weeks' time. They've still got Ohio State to play. They've still got Michigan to play. They've still got Michigan State to play. All of those are ranked teams. Maryland are unbeaten 4-0 and literally just on the outside of the of the AP rankings. They've got some tough, tough games to play this, still this year. And if they if they if they if they be, if they win all those games, credit to them and, and definitely get they they should be they should be in the top four, but it's it's a shout putting them there now. I, I was surprised to see them there. Um, to be honest with you, well, well, those games if they win, you know, they haven't necessarily got to even win all of those because of the stiff competition they face going forward. So, you know, if they come out of there with eighty percent win out of those five six games you mentioned, they're they're well within a, a playoff shout. Yeah, I'd, definitely. I'd, Georgia Alabama one two. How far off Bama are Georgia in the voting, Ash? Because oh, in the what? voting, yeah, far. Bama, Bama are, are streaks ahead of everybody. I think Bama have got a hundred and something of the votes, and Georgia have got forty-four. Uh, and I think Oregon have got two, maybe. The gap for me is not that big. No, I'd agree. I mean, you see what Georgia did this week against. Oh. They scored 69 points against 
62 against Vanderbilt, I believe it was. Yes, it was Vandy. 60-odd against Vandy, who, you know, it was, I think it was 35 nothing within 11 minutes. Uh, they were, minutes. they were 30, I've got it, I've, I've, I've actually made note of that. They were 32 nil up inside 12 minutes. Well, there you go. That is, uh, that could have been 150 nothing. Georgia absolutely stomped Vandy. And that is a statement win. That isn't just them going up against a team we don't know about and, and rolling 60 on them. They have absolutely throttled the life out of Vandy there. And that for me is a bigger win as, you know, they beat Clemson and, and that was a big win. And, and admittedly, that's probably a bigger win than Vandy. But the way they dispatched Vandy, I, they... I think they held Vanderbilt to something stupid like 27 yards or 72 yards. Actually. Yeah, um, 77 yards they held them go. to. So 27 would have been remarkable. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's just the way they did it. That is lights out football for me. And mm -hmm. the SEC is strong. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. Again, like, like it has been for a number of years, it's the it's the conference to beat, and rightly so, rightly so, with the teams that are in there. And you just look at the uh, you just look at the AP rankings, and you see you see those teams, especially in the top top twelve. It's yeah, it's it's a, it's an incredible conference, and yeah, I I mean next this is, we we mentioned Bama have got Ole Miss this week. That's going to be a crazy game. I hope it's a crazy game anyway. Georgia have got Arkansas as well. That is that could be a very tasty game because the Arkansas defense is looking good. The Georgia defense we know is great. That could be as an entire as exciting matchup as this Bama or Miss game and the Cincinnati Notre Dame game. Oh, this the the fixtures this week are crazy. Um, one one interesting point that I also have made about Bama is this was their hundredth win in a row against unranked opponents. And it's the longest streak. <laughs> it's the longest streak in the AP era, which is since 1936. But that shouldn't be a surprise. No. <laughs> oh, I, put, I put in other news, water is wet. <laughs> yeah. Bama winning, death and taxes, the only things to be certain in life, something like that. I... I... If you are that... Georgia Bama lost double loss this weekend. I don't think it's hugely out of the realms of of possibility. No, could you imagine? Oh, what would that do to the poll, the the rankings if that happened? I hope it happens. I just want to see what happens. If if Penn State win and those teams both lost, is that a big enough swing to push? Oh man, there's, could there's see, so could many... see a Pac twelve team at number one again. Well, stranger things have happened. It's stranger things have happened. I wonder what the spread is in that Georgia Arkansas game. That would be one sec, and I will tell you it, the it's, spread I, is because obviously the way Ole Miss is scoring, we can see them possibly troubling Bama. But although Arkansas are scoring, Georgia's defense is it's just the front seven is NFL, and you put them anywhere in the NFL when they're holding yeah. their own. Georgia are 18 points for 18 point favorites and it's got an over under of 48.5 18 point favorites is a big one that is massive in a 48 point game yeah 
Yeah, that's crazy. So they think Georgia are going to win by thir- uh, Georgia are going to score thirty against an Arkansas mm. defense. Yeah, I'm not so sure on that. I think the 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 main I think the main area this this could potentially come down to is that Arkansas um, rushing game against the Georgia run game. Because I think Georgia yeah. have got one of the top-ranked run defenses so far this year, and I'm fairly sure Arkansas have got one of the top-ranked rushing offenses this year. I want to say both are minimum top ten, possibly even top five. So that that could be that could be the key here. If if they if one of them shuts the running game down, or the other one blows the running game up, yeah. Gonna that's be gonna, yeah, it's gonna be a great game. That's gonna be some smash mouth football. I am going to back the upset in a parlay. I, 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 if, if one of them is going to let me down, it's probably going to be Arkansas because I think there's a real good chance Ole Miss beat Bama. Sorry, Jake. Um, I just... In a season that we've seen so far, so far the unexpected isn't unexpected anymore. No, so you're right. You are right. I'll, I'll let you all know what that rolls in on, on the bet slip just as an interesting... <laughs> Because it's gonna it's gonna be the win as well. I'm not even gonna do the cover. I might do the cover as a safety and then just the straight wins on another, just to see what. But I mean, we got teams out from last week based on last week. Iowa State were 14th, Wisconsin were 18th, North Carolina were 21st, Kansas State were 25th. And then on the flip side of that, teams looking in: just Texas, Maryland, San Diego State, Boston College, SMU. You know, BC are four and zero, and they've lost their starting quarterback. It's... So. Some really, I think if the unexpected continues, Ash, the 25 look could could look fairly different next week. Oh, definitely. Yeah, really could. Really could. Okay. We've gone through the notes. In other news, water is wet. <laughs> Ash, I think we should, what do you want to do? Crash through the results and talk about a couple of games or just bypass the results and talk about some games? Because we've talked about a fair amount of football already. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we sh- I think we should do the results. There's there's a couple more games that I think I would like to talk about. Um, so I but I would say I reckon we I reckon we do the results quickly. Okay. Smash room. I'll start. ACC, as mentioned, Boston College beat Missouri forty-one thirty-four. Pittsburgh casually put up seventy-seven on New Hampshire, so that was a win seventy-seven-seven. My Virginia Tech Hokies got a win against Richmond. It was not convincing. Virginia Tech didn't do anything on offense, but did win 21-10, which was nice. Miami absolutely stomped CCSU 69-0. Back to winning ways for Miami, even without De'Eric King. Clemson lost to the Wolfpack North Carolina State 27-21. Louisville scored 31 points in the first half and then held on to beat Florida State 31-23. Malik Cunningham balled out in the first half, as I mentioned. And then the defense did the rest. Duke Duke beat Kansas 52-33. And actually, Kansas got out to a lead in that one, which was surprising because they are one of the worst football teams in, in football right now. Georgia Tech beat North Carolina 45-22. Sam Howell got sacked, I think, eight times, fumbled the ball three times, and North Carolina were terrible. They just could not hang with the Georgia Tech defense. Wake Forest, 4-0. They beat Virginia in a shock win, 37-17. Maybe shock's a bit strong, but we thought Virginia might do a little bit more in that one, but Wake 
did get the win. And then finally, last game, which was on the Friday night, Thursday night, might have been Thursday night. I want to say Thursday night. Syracuse beat Liberty 24-21. Any of those stand out to you, Ash, we haven't mentioned already? Um, I think North Carolina, their, their season is just so up and down it's crazy and they i mean i this is one of the games that i i've actually i actually saw um because i was intrigued when i saw the when i saw the result i was like i have to go back and watch this and <laughs> barring the first quarter georgia tech just demolished them for the whole game they jeff sims the georgia tech quarterback he's he had he had a great game on the yeah. ground on the ground in particular. I think like you, you got well over a hundred yards and three uh, touchdowns. But somehow, I mean, to be fair to him, Sam Howell didn't look terrible in this game when he was able to throw the ball. <laughs> it's the 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 offensive line in front of him are an absolute shambles. And you're right, he got sacked eight times again. Yep. And I want to say he's taken. Well over thirty sacks, probably over forty sacks. Actually, so far this year, in in what four games? Uh, that's that's ludicrous. Because uh, I'm pretty sure if that carries on, the NFL is not going to be for him. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. Not if he, not, not if he's a high quarterback pick that we've expected <laughs> to be, because he's going to be on an offense that's going to that's going to get sacked, get him sacked a lot again. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy just how how often he's on the floor at the moment. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the, the 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 main one for me. We we we've gone over Clemson a little bit. I mean, they are they are looking putrid on offense. DJ Angelale just cannot seem to get going now. Again, he's a young lad. It's early. the The offensive line is doing him no favors. The you can't really say the weapons around him because Justin Ross is back. He, he's still he he is looking good. Coming back from that devastating injury, we all thought mm, we might not get a great a great Justin Ross back, but he's looking great. Uh, Joseph Ngata, the is is a good wide receiver. I think they got a lad called Frank Ladson. He's not getting a great deal of time, but he looks an okay prospect. Will Shipley, the freshman running back, yes, he's hurt, but he looks a good prospect. It's just it's just not going right for them at the moment. They're just is it is it game plan? Is it Debo? Is it Dabo Sweeney, or is it just that there's been such a high turnaround this year that that the players that they've now got in are, are not up to the standard that you want from that you expect from Clemson? Could be. It's a little bit of everything for me. I think Uangalele. A lot of it does have to be put on his shoulders because he has looked poor, nervous, just out of his depth at times. Uh, and if it carries on, it, it could be a killer for him this year. The, the guy that's so highly rated, he could well be. This 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 could this could be it. I don't think it will. I think he he. I hope that he can turn it around because he has shown in high school in particular. We haven't seen it so far with with Clemson, obviously, but in high school he looked like a great recruit. Uh, and I do. I and I I I still think he will turn it around. But they've got to do it soon. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I think the thing, I think what 
is possibly hurting as well is, you know, we saw Deshaun Watson come in, who was one of the highest ranked quarterbacks that Clemson have ever had through the door. And he balled out straight away. And then Trevor Lawrence is generational, although he started rough in the, in the NFL. What he did at Clemson was nothing short of remarkable. And people expected, the, you know, we all did. We expected the same from DJ from what we saw last year in the Notre Dame game. And then something's happened. Something's changed. Not sure what. Clemson are now struggling for depth, but they won't go, you know, Dabo's not the kind of, they they build their squad around character. And if you don't fit the Clemson mold, you're not in. And perhaps the unwillingness to go to the, the transfer port at this point when they need a slot receiver or they need a couple of depth pieces here and there, they, they could maybe sting Clemson. And has Dabo now got to think, you know, that, that we may have to change our ways here to stay competitive. I don't know, maybe... Maybe that's a factor as well, but yeah, yeah, potentially. This it's going to be uh, it's an interesting time for Clemson at the moment. On to the Big Ten results: Bowling Green beat Minnesota fourteen to ten. Notre Dame, who we mentioned earlier, beat Wisconsin forty-one thirteen, and the Notre Dame defense absolutely demolished Wisconsin in this game. Their offense is still not—they uh, put up forty-one points, but their offense is still not looking great. The the, the Notre Dame defense are, are are leading this team at the moment, and if they continue to do so, they're they're going to continue to stay up at high in the ranks. But they put to bed Wisconsin, who are a ranked team up until this week. Penn State, as we mentioned, are number four at the moment. They beat Villanova 38-17. Northwestern beat Ohio 35-6. No, not that Ohio. (laughs) Iowa, (laughs) number four ranked Iowa, beat Colorado State 24-14. Purdue and Illinois had an incredibly exciting game, which Purdue won 13-9. Maryland continued their unbeaten start to the year, beating Kent State 37-16. Michigan again continued their unbeaten start and beat Rutgers 20 to 13. Michigan State won 23 22 Nebraska. Uh, Ohio State again, who we covered earlier, beat Akron 59 7. And Indiana versus Western Kentucky's game is not on the, the list. So I don't know what the score is in that one. <laughs> I've literally just, I've just, I've just looked at it, and it just says, it, "Well, India, Indiana scored thirty-three. Don't know what Western Kentucky scored. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out." <laughs> but that wasn't a game that we, were, that I wanted to cover. Obviously, we've mentioned Ohio State in a bit more detail than I, than I thought we would earlier, so we won't go over them again. Um, but I think the the Michigan State Nebraska game is one that I want to look at because it wasn't a game that was full of offensive plays and was an absolute showstopper. But Michigan State have started this year 4-0. They're ranked 20 at the moment. That they, they are looking good, whilst not great, but they are grinding out victories. They are an incredibly well-organised team at the moment. They had to rely on overtime in this game, and the way they won it that was, was great. If, if anyone's had a chance to, to watch it, um, not a chance to watch at least the highlights. I recommend going back and watching the highlights because there was, I can't remember, there was hardly any time left in, uh, at all in overtime. And um, the uh, Adrian Martinez for an interception, uh, the Michigan State um, cornerback who caught it, I want to say, 
I can't remember what his name was now. It's Chester something. Caught it, and it looked like he was going to go for the touchdown. He got tackled on about two-yard line. <laughs> Obviously, over time, the, the field goal, 21-yard field goal, was scored. Michigan State won. So the, the way they won it, they, they've got the resolve to just just grind out victories and their their ranking at the moment is 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 is, is i can't think of it like what word am i trying to say justified justified that's it the ranking is justified the this is not an overly changed team from last year a team that went two and five and looked horrendous at times in 2020 they are looking like a unit now they are playing they are grinding out victories they are forcing turnovers on the defense. The defense is, is the defense is is the is the key here for them at the moment. The offense does need uh, to step up slightly to in line with the in line with the defense and the special teams. So it's not all put on them, and we aren't having so so many close fought close fought games. But um, but you've got to give Michigan State credit at the moment at the, the, the quick turnaround that they've had. I think their schedule. To finish up the year, um, I'm just bringing it up now. I think they've got a couple of, of of tough games. Yeah, so they've still got to play Michigan that rivalry game. That could go either way. Michigan versus Michigan State is always an exciting and interesting game. That's late October. That could be that could go either way. But they finish the year with Maryland, Ohio State, and Penn State. So I don't expect Michigan State to stay ranked. That. They could, but I, I would say <laughs> that we could probably we're probably still looking at a team that's going to have four, three or four losses on their schedule by the end of the year. But if their offense can take a tiny step up towards that defense, they could well be competing in the Big Ten East um, and uh, pushing for that Big Ten title spot. Definitely, it's well, it's well within their well within their grasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, uh, Mel Tucker's got them running real smooth right now, real smooth. Yes, yeah, right. Big 12 SMU beat TCU 42 34. Texas wallop Texas Tech, as we've mentioned, 70 35. Baylor continued their unbeaten season so far with a 31 29 win over Iowa State. Oklahoma State also undefeated, currently beat Kansas State 31 20. And then Oklahoma needed a last-minute field goal to edge out West Virginia 16-13. Ash, anything here catch your eye? I mean, the SMU win at TCU was pretty good. Tanner Mordecai was supposed to be the next coming at Oklahoma. A lad called Kyler Murray got in his way. Then Jalen Hurts rocked up. Then Spencer Rattler. So he thought, you know what? I'm off. I'm going to SMU. And he currently leads the nation in touchdown passes. He does, yeah, he does indeed, and yeah, I mean, he uh, he was impressive again to, in this game. Uh, this is one of the games that I I went back and watched, especially after I saw the scoreline um, and SMU stay unbeaten. Yeah, he leads. He's the he's the leading the nation with uh, twenty touchdowns. I think he's got a he's got seventy one seventy one percent completion rate so far, which is incredible. One thousand two hundred odd yards, and. Yeah, he's he's looking exceptional, and he's definitely made the right right move going to SMU. He did throw three touchdowns in this game. Um, sorry, three interceptions. Yeah, and it was a it was a back and forth affair, as you can imagine when you look at the scoreline. Ulysses Bentley 
for, for was again exceptional and, and he's one of the top running backs in the in the nation so far to start the year and credit to TCU they 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 pushed them they pushed them for the whole game as I say it was back and forth it was a really exciting game to watch I I this is one game I watched the whole of this game and I watched the whole of Ohio and um what was the other game I watched the whole of the LSU game as well and this this was a great game uh, Mordecai was exceptional uh, barring the the interceptions but it, he is a confident quarterback, it's too confident at times. He'll go for those throws, and then obviously that's where you can slip up. But when you've got a guy like Ulysses Bentley uh, behind you, you're going to have a bit more confidence because if you are struggling on the day, you're gonna you're gonna put it in his hands. Reggie Robinson, Re- Reggie Robinson. Me and Tom have spoken about on numerous occasions. He is is he? T- I think he's Tom. I think Tom went for him as his as his flag pick. Um, he had a, a quieter day, but he still got himself a touchdown. But he's an exceptional talent. Danny Gray had himself a day for 130 yards and a touchdown. This is looking like a great offense once again for SMU. They are rightly 4-0 this year. They are not ranked. They're one of the teams that are just other, that are on the outside, aren't they? But if they go 5-0 and some of these games that the, that the ranked teams have got, Baylor, Oklahoma State, one of those teams are probably going to drop out, whichever one lose. I think Auburn are probably a loss away from dropping out. Clemson are a loss or a bad performance away from dropping out. SMU could easily see themselves ranked next week if they if they um, if they can pick up another victory. They are against US, uh, they're against Florida, South Florida. So that will be a that will be a tough game, but they should see they should see themselves through that one. I think South Florida played BYU last week, if I'm not mistaken. And that was a that was a close game. So that was that's no easy that's no easy fixture for SMU. If they can overcome them and other results go their way, we could definitely we could easily see SMU ranked next week. As as long as Mordecai keeps doing what he's doing, I am fully on board with it because I'm riding that boy in the showdown and uh Massively pleased with that late round pickup because when I when I drafted him he wasn't the st- he wasn't named the starter at SMU but you figure an Oklahoma transfer to, to a, a smaller school like SMU someone with Mordecai's potential we're probably going to get the, the lead role and he did and the dude is balling out Ash Pac twelve Pac twelve yes so we mentioned Utah earlier they beat Washington State twenty four thirteen. UCLA beat Stanford 34-24. Washington just edged out California 31-24. Oregon continued their unbeaten run, beating Arizona 41-19. Arizona beats Colorado 35-13. And again, we mentioned this one earlier, but Oregon State beat USC 45-27. It is not going well for USC this year, is it? No, it's Drake London versus the world over there right now. It really is. Yeah, it really is. There's no real games that I want to highlight in the Pac-12 this week, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. I mean, and I'm the, conscious of time as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, people deserve to know Ash and time's time. And people have got it these days. The, the one thing I would say about the Pac-12 is, although the Oregon-Arizona score was flattering at 41-19, it wasn't that easy for Oregon. I think the scoreline was perhaps considering who Arizona have, have lost to recently, I think the scoreline got away from them maybe in this one. And it, it, 
it was closer than it perhaps the scoreline suggests. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it, I, I unfortunately I haven't um, I haven't been able to see much of this one apart from the scoreline, but. Um, I need to. I do need to go back and have a look. But I mean, when you're coming up against a, a team with the confidence that Oregon have got at the moment, if they get out to an early lead, you, you you're going to struggle. Well, after the big upset next week, they could find themselves number one. Right, SEC LSU. Ash mentioned it. He watched it. They beat Mississippi State 28-25. We've talked about Georgia thumping Vanderbilt 62 nothing. Arkansas beat Texas A&M 2010. The pause there was just to make sure I got that right. Auburn did beat Georgia Southern 34-24 at Bo Nix's expense. Florida beat Tennessee 38-14. Kentucky beat South Carolina 16-10. And Alabama put up a casual 63 on a Southern Mississippi team who scored 14. Ash, SEC, anything to take all your fancy there? So before we talk about the LSU Miss State game, I just want to quickly speak about the um, Alabama and Jamison Williams, the wide receiver. I mentioned him earlier. He is an Ohio State transfer. Um, It was a shame to see him go, but at the same time, (laughs) I completely understand why he did. He would not have got the the playtime with us with the other wide receivers that were there. He made the right move. You can see the talent he is, and he had himself a game. So he opened not only the scoring, but he opened the game with a hundred yard kick return for the, <laughs> on the first first play of the game. Right. His second touch, he caught an 81 yard touchdown from Bryce Young. And his fourth or fifth touch of the ball was an 83 yard kick return for a touchdown. So he had himself an amazing day. <laughs> a I thought, pair of kick return pair, touchdowns yeah for 183 wow. yards and i think he went over just over 100 yards receiving as well obviously he had the 83 yard touchdown but he's an explosive wide receiver he'll make the as you can tell by the kick <laughs> yeah. returns but he just he does it all after the catch get the ball to him and it, yeah he's explosive and alabama have got themselves a great pickup there it has to be said and then the LSU mistake game, um, as I say, this is the game I, I watched it through because I saw the scoreline. I saw some of the reports that were coming out. So I went back and watched it, watched it today. Um, obviously condensed. So I didn't have to watch all of the, the, uh, all of the adverts and stuff like that, but I caught, I caught all of the, uh, all of the game and, and it was an entertaining game. And it was, uh, it started off. I thought LSU were going to easily see out the victory. Um, they had a point to prove, obviously, start the start of last year, Miss State came into town, LSU national defending defending national champions, and and that air raid offense for, for Mississippi State demolished LSU. I think um Region made a point this this year that that was not gonna uh, not gonna happen again. And it and it nearly did. Miss State <laughs> yeah. almost brought it back in the fourth quarter. Max Johnson is a bit fortunate that he, that Miles Brennan got injured, but he is making the most of that. He had a he had a great game. To be fair to him, he had a great game. He ended up he, he threw four touchdowns. I think he got near. Did he get three hundred yards? Or was he slightly under? I think he was slightly under three hundred yards. But he he looks he looks a great talent. I'm still concerned by the um, LSU running game. Um, they there there isn't there just there doesn't seem to be a there's a committee of sorts that they, but there wasn't in this game. They they put it all on Davis Price, but he doesn't look. He's not 
he shouldn't be a the, the main running back. He can work in a committee, but they 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 just don't they don't have anything there in the run game. It's and I think that's where they're going to struggle as the year goes on when they face up against some of these bit better defenses that will shut down the pass game. There they they cannot win a game with their run game at all. I, I can put money on it. <laughs> I can put money on it that they will not win a game with the run game. If they if they shut down um, Kayshawn Boot and Max Johnson, anyone the, the LSU will 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 not win a game because yeah, Tyron Davis Price is not a starting running back. He is a a committee running back at best, in my opinion. There is no one behind him that I can see. Um, yeah, the the defense is the defense is, is is improved greatly from last year, even without Derek Stingley on the field. But I think this result and how close Mississippi State were to coming back into this, they they scored, I think, two touchdowns or was it one? Yeah. I've, yeah, it was two touchdowns and a, and a two point conversion in the fourth quarter to bring it within three. And and to be honest, the the me- momentum they had, I thought they might have been at a sneak it if they if they had got the ball back. Um, if they had got the ball back, I think they would have they would have won this game. They didn't quite leave themselves enough time, unfortunately. Um, I think there was just under two minutes left by the time they scored that that last touchdown and the um, and the two point conversion. So of course they didn't get the ball back from the uh, from the onside kick, and and that was it. LSU was able to to run the game out, but they, Mississippi State pushed them close, and LSU don't have a run game. There we go. <laughs> and there's your in depth review of the LSU Mississippi State Rush Nation. Ash, the group of five games. I'll run through them quick, and if there's anything that you want to talk about, hit me up, and then. Uh, We'll let Rush Nation get on the way this Monday evening. So BYU, as you mentioned, got the win against South Florida, 35-27. App State won a close one against Marshall, 31-30. Coastal Carolina beat UMass, 53-3. Army beat Miami, Ohio, 23-10. Western Michigan beat San Jose State, 23-2. San Jose State scored a safety and that was it. Is that correct? Oh, I don't think that is correct. I have know they missed, lost. Have you I missed think another I missed number a, there? I missed the number. San Jose definitely lost. They did not just score two points. There. I think they had 21. That would make sense. No. They lost 23 to three. Oh, uh, that's a typo. <laughs> that is a typo. <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping that the only points they scored would be a safety. That would be tremendous. Uh, Boise beat Utah State 27-3. And then San Diego State beat Towson 48-21. Ash, any of those you want to talk about before we get out of here? You missed the last two. There's two more on the other page. Not scrolled down (laughs) far enough. Uh, Fresno State beat UNLV 38-30. And then finally, Louisiana beat Georgia Southern 28-20. Yeah, I quickly want to cover the Fresno State UNLV game. Um, Jack Hayner is looking almost as impressive as your Tanner Mordecai. Um, and he threw another five touchdowns in this game, and I caught the highlights of this. Fresno State are, are, look, are looking great there. I think the the they are ranked rightly so. The one loss was against Oregon in week two, which they they pushed them close. Um, and I think this is this is Fresno State's Martin West to lose because 
San Jose, as, as as we just mentioned, they they put three points up against Western Michigan, and they they've they've looked poor this year uh, throughout, uh, which is very surprising because I honestly thought it was their conference to lose. But it, but Fresno State are, are looking rem- like incredibly impressive. Jack Hayner and their wide receiver um, Cropper Jalen Cropper, he scored four touchdowns again today. He, he like. Those two together have been lights out. I think I think Cropper's had I think he's had a, I think he had another game where he scored like two or three touchdowns, or is it so yeah, he scored eight touchdowns on the year. He scored four today, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he had another game where he got two or three, and he's had multiple hundred plus yard games. Those two together have been absolutely phenomenal. And and Fresno State have got a nice little uh, a nice little run. Um to, to, to end this year they still got to play Nevada they got the last game of the season to San Jose which I'm not as concerned about anymore but yeah they they uh Mountain West is is theirs to lose now uh, and, and I don't think they will uh, I think Jack Hayner um can can run this offense well enough to, to to beat anybody any anybody in that conference sounds like a partnership that's going to flourish throughout the rest of the year that's for sure right Rush Nation Game of the week reviews we did in the chat. We've talked a hell of a lot of football today. We appreciate you with us, hanging with us this Monday evening. If you're listening to the podcast, it's Wednesday. Hope you've had a good start to the week. Ash, my friend, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you for uh, coming back. I missed you last week. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, I, I'm glad to be back. Um, I listened in last week and you, you did a great job. And I'm sure you'll do a great job next week with Jordan. Well, it, it won't be as difficult as it when it was on my own because you've got nothing to bounce off. You just have to keep going and keep plodding. And so appreciate it, man. That's uh, it's good. You're sort of doing one every other week now at the moment, which is good. I want to keep you fresh, you know, not, not burn you out at the start of the season. Rush Nation, head over to the website, fiveyardrush.co.uk. Check out the articles the boys are dropping right now because it's absolutely outstanding work from the college team. All the other podcasts are... Well, fantasy season is just full sledging right now, so they're all killing it as well. Boys are doing great work over there. Fancy a little T-shirt? There is a couple of college ones on the website right now. The reband is imminent, so if you want a vintage T-shirt, go get one now because otherwise it's going to be uh, it's going to be old news. But the fascination, you know, it's 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 expect the unexpected. Look out for the tweet talking about the double parlay upset in this week's fixtures. But, you know, as always, Saturdays are for rushing too. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.